0: welcome back to the unapologetic me podcast i'm your host kirby i am so freaking grateful that the podcast is back how grateful are all of you that the podcast is back i know it can't just be me i love my podcast i love talking on my podcast i have a lot to say and i just really love connecting with you all here on my podcast so i'm really excited that the podcast is back i hope that maybe you can tell that i I'm in a better place I'm in a different place I have healed so much over the last three months and I couldn't be more grateful for where I'm at in my life right now I honestly feel like a different person I feel like the best version of myself I have always wanted to be this version but it just has been really difficult to be with a lot of the things that I've been through in my life I am currently in cambria california right now i am in a hotel this past weekend i spent in ojai i was doing this intense three-day detox while i was there and holy crap it totally kicked my butt Um, today's the first day that i had any type of solid foods so i'm easing back in but honestly this detox cleared so much out of my body. It was the most intense detox I've ever done, but I feel phenomenal, I feel so amazing. So here's my plan for what's going on in January, in case you are all wondering. Right now I'm in Cambria, which is basically halfway, it's like in the middle of California, I'm right on the coast, I have a view of the ocean, and I'm driving up into Big Sur, which is this divine, spiritual, hiking land it's just angelic it's so untapped by humans and it's basically just this majestic place so i'm going to be spending about four days in big sur and then from there i'm going to drive up to san francisco and i want to hike in the redwoods and i want to do whale watching and do a whole bunch of things there and then from there i am going to drive across to yosemite national park and i'm gonna go hiking in yosemite and i'll drive down to sequoia national park and do some hiking in sequoia and then i will pop back down into ventura to see my friends before i head back down and from there i'm gonna drive down to joshua tree joshua tree again is a amazing majestic um just Spiritual divine place. So, I'm going to spend a few days in Joshua Tree and then I'm going to go to Sedona. I was in Sedona on my way from Austin to California in the beginning of December and I spent only two days there. And I realized that I want to spend a little bit of longer time there because the energy in Sedona is divine. So, I'll probably spend about four days in Sedona and then I will drive back to Austin and then end out. January in Austin and the reason why I am going back to Austin is because I got my eyebrows powder browed on so it's like a tattoo basically on your eyebrows. I went to this amazing woman. It was the best investment I've ever done. I feel so good about myself having permanent brows and they look so natural and so good and I'm so happy about it. That's the most money that I've ever spent on like a cosmetic procedure. It was $500 and that is a lot of money, but I am so happy that I did it because I have never been prouder and I just feel so good about myself. I don't really wear much makeup. I honestly, prior to getting these done, I just would pencil in my own brows and wear mascara. And if it was a good day, like if I was filming for TikTok or something, I would put on a lipstick. But other than that, I don't really wear anything else. Sometimes I'll wear a little highlighter on my cheek. I don't wear foundation. I've never worn foundation. I don't even know how to put fucking foundation on. I don't even know how to match foundation to your skin. I've never learned how to use it. I never felt called to use it. I'll never forget this one time when I was in high school, I played softball and we would have softball practice at. Like 6 a.m. in the morning, because high school would start at like 7:30 in the morning. What a ridiculous time for high school to start! So freaking early. It should have started at nine. After our practice, all of us girls would be in the locker room, like getting ready, and everyone would be trying to like do their hair and do their makeup and all this stuff. And I would just be like putting on my mascara, because again, I don't wear any of that stuff. And when I was in high school. I graduated high school in 2006 by the way so many girls we would call it cake face like this was not when like makeup now is pretty legit but girls would literally be putting bronzer like all over their face their whole face it would be like cake face it just was ridiculous but there was this girl her name was Elizabeth Birchfield and she had fair skin like me and freckles like me and she asked me she's like oh my gosh how do you get your freckles to throw show through your foundation and i looked at her and i was like what's foundation i had no idea i was like 16 years old i was like i don't know what that is my mom doesn't wear makeup i don't know how everybody learns how to do makeup also you don't need it i like having my skin to touch and knowing that i'm touching my skin. I just don't want to wear that stuff on my face. If that is something that makes you happy and proud for yourself, then by all means do it. But don't do it because you think that you have to do it or you think that society wants you to do it. I feel so confident when I have no makeup on. I feel so confident when I, even just when I have mascara on, I just like looking like myself and not feeling like I have to look a certain way, which is why I always show up on social media bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You know no makeup fresh face in the tub I am happy and confident in my own skin and honestly that's all that matters So if you feel good with makeup on doing that and you know how to do your makeup good Then kudos to you because I don't have a freaking clue how to do it. Anyways, how did I even get onto that rant? I don't even know how I got into that. I digress So I'm gonna do that there in Austin and then from there I need to sell my car Because the next plan is I'm going to go spend the next six months in Mexico, which was where I was for three months at the end of 2019. Where I stayed was an absolute divine place. I met such a community of women and spiritual people down there. I have never felt more connected, more like myself. It was only a week and a half in there. And I realized that the way that I was living there was... There wasn't anything that i was doing in my day that i was avoiding my life there wasn't something where i felt like i was numbing or i was avoiding or i was resisting i felt more connected to myself being there i loved the way that i spent my days there and i was like i don't want to not live my life this way so i'm gonna go down there for six months and see how i feel i have not lived internationally before so i'm gonna go through this process i can take you along with me i also decided i'm going to start documenting my travels i kind of wish that i would have been doing this the entire time i've been a nomad for the last 14 months but you know the first year that i had been gone and traveling on my own and not having a home base I have been doing so much of my own inner work in healing that I don't think that I was in the right headspace to be able to document it and present it to other people so I am in a different headspace now and it's something that I'm feeling called to do and that I want to do so I'm gonna be putting out those videos on YouTube I also want to be able to remember this time and look back on all these amazing trips and things that I've done so it's something that's really important to me and something that I'm gonna be doing into this new year hopefully after six months in Mexico um, the world will be opened up a bit more and my plan after that is to then go and spend three or four months traveling in Europe and I've only ever been to Italy in Europe I haven't traveled internationally much I've only been to Mexico, Bali, Bahamas, and Italy. I've only been to four places. I, Fun fact about me, I never got on an airplane until I was 18 years old. I've been very open about the fact that I grew up pretty working class. My family did not have money. We couldn't afford to go on vacations. The first time that I got on a plane was... When i was 18 when i was going to a cheerleading competition in florida that was the first time i had been to florida once before when i was six years old but my family drove there from illinois to florida so that we could go to disneyland so yeah traveling is a luxury and it's not something that i experienced growing up so having traveled all over the country at this point in time it's something that i've always wanted to do and i'm excited to be doing it in my life and i'm excited with where i'm at and I'm so happy in my life at this point in time and I just am so grateful for all of the things that I have and I just want to shout it from the rooftops. That's how I feel inside. What I want this podcast to be about is my boundaries that I've created with my family and how I came to these realizations and why I have decided for things to be the way that they are. I got a lot of questions from people and why I have such firm boundaries at this point in time and so i'm going to kind of explain it and explain where my head's at and all of this is not something that i had anticipated in my life as many of you know i do not have a relationship with my dad with tom he's been out of my life for the last 12 years since i was 21 years old and that was by choice he is toxic abusive drug addict alcoholic narcissist that is not somebody that i want in my life you get a choice. Just because somebody is quote unquote family doesn't mean that they have to be in your life. I don't feel like I will have this boundary with my family forever. However, I don't, I'm not respected by them. I don't receive any respect from my family. And in order for me to change that in the family, i have to change my own actions because people aren't just going to magically begin respecting you when you've lived an entire life of them not respecting you you have to change your own actions and so that is what this boundary is basically about a big thing that i learned during this specifically in the last four months or so is this thing called meshment. and meshment in families is something that is pretty common and it isn't something that I didn't realize was a thing, and it's a freaking thing. So what is enmeshment? It's lack of boundaries. Children are not encouraged to become individual and become emotionally independent. Family is intrusive or needy in their relationships. There's oversharing or demands to know everything about your life. You're expected to conform to all of your family norms and traditions. You're not promoted with self-expression parents can treat their children as friends or confidants it's not acceptable to have opinions beliefs or ideas that differ from the family that is the biggest one that i learned in my family because i have all of my opinions beliefs and ideas that are different from my family and i didn't realize that for the entire 32 years of my life i was only speaking what was accepted in my family i wasn't speaking my truth everyone's expected to be fiercely loyal and guilt and shame are used to ma- maintain the status quo that's my family to a t i did not realize how intense that was in my own family i because we only know our own families until i started doing the inner work and healing the things i was didn't realize how much i had been a puppet in my own family and that I didn't even really know who I was it wasn't until the last three months or so three four months where I realized like the clothing that I like to wear the jewelry that I like the music that I like I had basically been living my life just to please my family and what was accepted in my family. I I didn't even know how to make my own opinions or thoughts fully about things because so many times when you go against what the family thinks or wants, you are shut down. So it had been so hard for me to actually feel and find who I am because of how my family is. And my family is huge. I have five siblings and I have my mother. So there's seven of us total in that but her sister my aunt and my cousins are all extremely enmeshed in this as well they feel entitled to know information about your life and if you don't give them the information that they want all they do is gossip and talk crap about you and if you do give them the information about what you're doing in your life they still gossip and talk crap about you it's a lose-lose situation because no matter what nothing is ever fully accepted in the family unless you're doing exactly what they want you to be doing, which is how they are living their life. And that's not living. That is not the way we are meant to be living our lives. That is living under control. That is living under an umbrella of abuse. I feel that this is the way it is in a lot of families. And that's not living. So much I realized during this time was that My family withholds love when I don't act in accordance. And basically, up until I was 32 years old, I have been self-sabotaging and self-sacrificing in order to receive love from my family. Because what do you want from the people that you care about the most? You want love from them. So you're willing to do anything to do it. But as a result of that, I was losing all of who I was. I didn't know who I was. Like I said, I couldn't even figure out the clothes and the jewelry and the things that really were who I am because I was always so consumed in what my family thought was right or what they wanted, not in what I wanted. I basically have been foregoing my own life and happiness in order to receive acceptance and love in my family. And I have never felt good enough in my life. And this is because... My family never made me feel like I was good enough because I always have been seeking their love and approval. Because of the way that this ameshment is in my family, the hardest thing that I had to learn during this time, especially, I mean, really from my mom, because I don't have a relationship with Tom and my siblings learned it from my mom. But ultimately, it was that everyone in my family has conditional love for me, and. I have known this and felt this my entire life because I have never understood why my family couldn't just love and accept me for who I am they loved and accepted me when I did things that they wanted for me but never when I would just be making my own choices and even when i was younger i mean and i learned this from the shaman last year he told me he's like you've never received unconditional love and i realized that i was only receiving love throughout my entire life when i was doing what made my mom happy and not what was doing was making myself happy so i was sacrificing myself i was basically the sacrificial lamb (laughs) to try and receive love and i still wasn't getting it because conditional love is not real love. It's like fake love. It's not real. I only would receive love and praise and acceptance for them as long as I follow suit, as long as I obey the rules. If I make any choices on my own, I am shamed. I am shunned. I am guilted. I am made to feel so bad, so guilty, so not good enough because I am not living my life to please them because I am not doing what they want. But that's not what my job here on earth is to be. My job is to not serve this purpose in my family unit. You are born into a family unit, but your purpose is not to fulfill that role for the rest of your life. One of the hardest things that I had to learn through this process was that, you know, my mom is so important to me and I love her so much. And My parents got divorced when I was 18 but things in their marriage started going really south when I was 13 14 years old and so it was during that time frame that I Was stepping up to help my mom so much and do all these things and I always felt like I had to Be the bigger person and help my mom and do all this stuff and I don't know if anyone else in my family felt that way but I I always felt that way and so basically I felt like I had to be this giver, this helper in the family. And then when my parents got divorced and I was living at home, my two older sisters were away at college, I basically stepped into the spousal and parental role with my mom. I stepped into her partner role and I started helping her through her emotional stuff. I started helping her with the house, with my siblings, with all these things. I stepped into this role And I didn't realize that that's what I had done at that point. And so from 18 until I was 32, I have been filling that role in my family. And I ultimately feel like throughout my entire childhood, I've been filling some way of that role because I've always been such a strong person. And my mom would always make these comments to me like, Kirby, you're so strong. You know, I never have had to worry about you. You're the tough one, so I've never had to be concerned about you. But that's not giving me love. That's you shaming me for being tough. That's you shaming me for being strong. That's you shaming me and putting me down for being who I am. That's not you honoring and loving me and supporting me for the person that I am. That's you making me feel really bad about being the person that I am. And that, those are comments that I got throughout my entire life. And I just always felt like I didn't have like a real childhood and I didn't have real college experiences because I had to be so worried about home life and bills and all these things. I always had to be in this parental role where I was helping other people and I was ultimately not helping myself. So much of my 20s were consumed by me managing the abuse in my family. And it was so much mental and emotional abuse. A lot of it came from Tom, but I didn't realize how much I was wearing the same issues with my mom because I had stepped into this role as her helper, her person to assist her through the world. And it was every year every month it was taking away from who i was as a person there was so much emotional abuse with tom that we were always navigating in my family and because i am so strong and i am so tough My family looked at me and leaned on me and they would come to me with all their issues. I became like my family's therapist where everyone just dumped their issues on me. And I am such a sensitive empath and I didn't know this at the time, but I was just absorbing all of it. And I had continued to wear it on my back for years and years and years and years. And I didn't understand. I, I honestly believe that this is why I got so sick because I was just absorbing all of my family's emotional abuse and allowing myself to take on their issues that I didn't need to take on. I also felt like I had to be this protector of my family that I had to be the one to provide. I'm a kid in the family too. I have five siblings. I don't need to take care of all of them. That is not my job. I'm not the parent here. But I was thrust into that role and I didn't realize that that was the role that I was fulfilling during that entire time frame. So recognizing that I had been in this role, in this place within my family, and that I didn't even know that that's where I was, but I, if I didn't make new choices, if I didn't do something to change this, that's the same way that this role was going to continue i had to remove myself from it this is creating a huge energetic shift in my own family because i'm changing things i'm shifting the energy they're not happy with me they're all angry at me they're all like kirby's going through a phase kirby's finding herself kirby's doing this kirby's doing that they don't understand what i'm doing they don't support it They have nothing but nonsense to say about me. They honestly don't really know who I am as a person at all because they know me as the person of me playing the role in my family and that is not who the fuck I am. So it's actually been hard for me because I don't really know at this point how to have a relationship with them because I am so different. I am truly so different but in my worth and in my strength and in my power and that is not who i have been able to be in my family and if i wouldn't have created this boundary with my family i wouldn't have been able to see this i wouldn't have been able to recognize this within myself because i have been drowning in my family for years it's like i could not come up for air i couldn't function, which is why I feel like my intuition told me so strongly in November of 2019 to leave Chicago, to get the fuck out of there. I was a swamp. I couldn't get out and I needed to project out of there. And that is why I have been able to fully step so strong in my power in that time, doing all of the inner work and the healing and peeling back these layers and recognizing that I am not who my family decides that I am. Let me say that again. I am not who my family decides that I am. Wow, I just got full body chills when I said that and it feels so freaking good to say that out loud. So many of the things that are my strengths, you know, being a strong woman, being fiercely independent, being outspoken, um, being confident, being strong, My family turned that into my weaknesses, and I continued to allow them to do that because I didn't wanna lose my family because I love them so much. I didn't want things to fall apart, but as a result of me not wanting to lose my family, I lost myself. That's why I was so lost for so long because I was prioritizing everybody else in my family and making them all feel good in their lives as a result my life was suffering all the things that make me who i am like i said the strengths they all would make me feel really bad about and if i didn't fall in line with so many of the choices and the thoughts and the behaviors everybody would just be really nasty to me and it's not just to me There's usually always been someone in the family who is having an issue with things in the family. So there's usually one person that everybody is gossiping about at some point in time. And so much I realized even that is just how much my family fucking gossips. All they do is talk shit about people. They are on these continuous loops of gossiping and talking trash about people. And I don't live my life like that. I don't gossip about anybody because I don't care what other people do in their lives. It's not my business. But my family thrives off of it. And when there's one person, I am the biggest black sheep in my family ever. And let me tell you, usually the black sheep of the family is the most spiritual person, the most creative person, and the one who sees the nonsense of the family. But everyone else in the family thinks that you're totally off your rocker. But you see it so clearly and that's totally who i am just no matter what i have done in my life i honestly have never felt good enough i've never been accepted for who i am i always have said this even after all my past relationships i just would say in my head like i don't understand why people can't love and accept me for who i am i never understand why i always felt this so deep inside and honestly The reason why is because of the pressure that has been placed on me by my own family and the expectations of living a life to please them, but which ultimately was not pleasing me, which is why I never felt good enough. I was forcing myself to do things that were pleasing other people, which is ultimately me taking away from who I truly am. And I honestly, I couldn't see it before. I couldn't see it because I was still really blinded by it and I was still fully enmeshed in my own family where I I didn't even realize that that's what was happening. But I have never been accepted for who I am in my family. Anytime that I have spoke up for myself or gave a different opinion, especially in a large family like this, if you're someone who speaks out against the majority, then everyone is like wolves coming down on you. And so then you just stop speaking out. You stop using your voice, you stop saying your truth because you're tired of getting yelled at by a whole bunch of people. Even recently with somebody in my family, I had to stand up for myself and defend myself with them and they were like, why are you taking things so personal? And I was like, I'm not taking anything personal. I'm just telling you that I'm not going to accept this and you're trying to blame me for your toxic behavior. Any time when somebody's trying to turn it back around on you, well, why are you being so emotional? Well, why are you taking it so personal? Well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You're allowed to feel any type of way in any situation. Nobody is allowed to make you feel bad for that. But that's what my family does. They make people feel really bad about how they're feeling or the thoughts that they're thinking that may be outside of the family status quo, and ultimately shaming you which makes you not want to speak them to them because you don't want to hear what they have to say and that's where i'm at i mean it's actually quite easy for me to have this boundary because i don't want to hear what my family has to say about it. I don't care what their opinions are about what I'm doing. I don't care what their opinions are about my choices. Yes, I still love them all deeply. They are my family, but they don't get to have their dirty spoons and my pot of soup swirling around and deciding on what goes on in my life. They just don't. And like I said, in order for anything around that to shift, I had to remove myself from the situation I had to pull their dirty spoons out of my pot and cover it with a plastic lid so that no one could be coming in a big piece that I learned through this and I didn't learn this I learned this when I was in Mexico and it shocked me I realized that I actually have never felt true happiness in my life i remember there was times when i was younger even in my teens where i would be smiling and i would be at these things that should be really happy times but i couldn't fully feel happy i still felt emptiness in me i was faking it on the outside i could never feel the contentment i could never feel what i felt like i was supposed to be feeling the way that happiness felt And I didn't understand. I just felt like I was faking it. And there was so much emptiness behind each smile. There was always something else there. And I didn't understand why. And I would always ask myself. And I didn't know why I couldn't genuinely feel happy. And I honestly feel that I felt this way because I have been faking it my entire life. At the pleasure of everyone else, but at the expense of myself. I was just so concerned about fitting in in some way, shape, or form, whether it was in high school or in schooling growing up, in society, in friendships, in my family unit. It was like I always had to be showing up a certain way and I wasn't happy because I wasn't being my true self in that way. And honestly. When i was finally alone in mexico where i had removed all of this i had created all of these boundaries i had severed all of those abusive toxic friendships i finally let go of all these people and everything else with the expectations and was just showing up for myself every single day loving myself doing the inner work and really just giving myself the honor that i deserved as the divine fucking being that I am, I started to feel true happiness. I started to feel true, true happiness within my body where I was genuinely smiling and I was not faking it. And since that moment in November, I could cry right now, in that moment in November, I have felt so much happiness in my life just for me. And i was with my friend on new year's in pasadena she's an angel and we were talking about unconditional love and i was saying how i have never received unconditional love even from my ex-boyfriends there was two of them that i you know had said that i was in love with and i was in love with these men but i never received unconditional love from them it always was at the expense of me behaving a certain way like i i wasn't just accepted and loved for who I am and I've never received it from my family again because I have always as long as I was playing the role doing the right thing then bravo Kirby good job you get praise but any other time it's like I would have just been fighting to receive any type of recognition or love from people that it doesn't even matter if I receive love from them but she asked me have you received unconditional love now? And I said, yeah, from myself. And I have never felt more sure of, more confident of an answer as I did right then. I felt so happy and proud to be able to say that. And I do love myself unconditionally. I needed to get to this place on my own, I needed to come back to that little girl within me and remind her how amazing she is, how divine she is. I don't feel like I have made this journey sound easy at all. I mean, if you go back through this past year and then the next upcoming podcast episodes to come, you will hear so much more of all of it. But the inner work journey, peeling back the layers, doing the shadow work, it's not easy. It is so difficult, which is why so many people don't do it. But in order to have the futures we want you have to overcome the pains from your past and this can run much deeper than you even realize because trauma is passed down generationally but when you heal your inner wounds you are healing trauma from the seven generations before you and the seven generations after you you are healing so much trauma you are healing so much of your ancestral lineage, things that have just been carried down and down and down in behaviors and thought patterns and things that are not who you are. They are just what has been imprinted on you. When you heal that, you really are set free. You are totally set free. And that's how I feel now. I feel so set free. I feel like I could spread my wings longer and longer and longer and I am totally free in that way. I feel so good and I never thought that I would have not be in contact with my family. I never thought that I would have a boundary this strong with them, but this was the most necessary thing for me to actually start to love myself. It has pushed me to implement this worth because when you're creating a boundary like this, specifically with your family, you have to be fully standing in your worth where they're going to contact you and trying to get any way for you to do whatever they want because when you're changing the energy of your family, your family's not going to be comfortable with it because they're comfortable with you being the role that you are in their family. So they're uncomfortable because your energy is shifting and you're changing the dynamic and they don't want the dynamic to change. They want it to stay the same because they benefit from you being that person in your family. So I have had to continuously not respond to messages and phone calls and things and people have been very nasty to me me in this time frame because I'm not doing what they want and they're not okay with it. But guess what? It doesn't matter. This is my boundary. This is the other thing about boundaries and specifically with families. You don't have to tell them that you're creating a boundary. I didn't sit down with, on the phone with my mom and say, hey, mom, I'm creating a boundary with you. I'm not going to talk to you for three months. No. I just had to start enforcing it. My actions had to back it because guess what? I have been asking and asking and asking and asking for honor and respect in my family for years. And guess what? Nobody is respecting me. Words are not what shifts energy. You can ask all the time what you want from people, but that doesn't mean that they're going to do it. Until you require and demand it with your own actions, nothing is going to change. Your actions have to show what your energy is, what your worth is. If your actions don't back it, it doesn't matter because it's not going to shift it. You're going to continue playing that same role. You're going to continue doing the same thing. This has been so awful. This is the second year that I didn't spend the holidays with my family. That is a huge energetic shift. I also, this is the first year where I didn't speak to them on the holidays. I'm not in contact with them. I didn't speak to them on my birthday. This is a big deal. That's enforcing a very strong boundary. It was really difficult to not talk to my mom. My mom called me 10 times on Christmas. I had to not respond because in order for me to see the change that I wanna see in my family and be treated the way that I wanna be treated, I have to enforce this boundary at this point in time. That does not mean that I don't love my mom. I do love her and I'm not mad at her for all this ameshment. and I'm not mad at my siblings because my mom doesn't know any better. This is all she knows. She was taught this, and her mother was taught that before her, and their mother before them, and my siblings were taught it, and I was taught it too before I plucked myself out of this. It's all passed down. Family behaviors are passed down, and we only learn how to do it from the people before us. So I'm not mad at them for doing this because they don't know any different. But if I want to see change, if I want things to be different, if I want to receive true respect in my family, this is what I have to do at this point in time. I have to enforce this type of boundary. I'm not going to say to you all that it's going to be an easy walk in the park. It's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. And this is the thing too that happens with this. Your family will try any way to get you to come back. They'll... Try and say all the good lovey-dovey things, and then they'll be mad at you, and they'll yell at you, and then they'll shame you, and then they'll make you feel bad. They'll send you messages doing this and that, all these things. Anything to get a rise out of you, any type of an emotional reaction. But your job is to just continue enforcing your boundary until they're like, I don't know what's going on here. I want you to be in my life. Let's have a conversation, blah, 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 blah. I love and accept you. But anytime that they're coming at you and they're projecting and they're trying to use a tactic, an emotional tactic to get a rise out of you, that's not them coming for you. That's not them coming and wanting to have a relationship with you or to talk with you. That's because of them. That's because of what's going on within them. The last thing that I want to say about this is that through enforcing this boundary, so many other positive things in my life have happened. And I personally believe because I have blocked off a portal of a certain energy and I'm not vibrating at that energy. And as a result of that, great things have happened in my business. Great things have happened in my life as a result of me creating this boundary with my family and not wasting my energy and being consumed with my family dynamic. That alone has been one of the best things ever because it's truly allowed me to fully see my own potential. And I don't think that I would have gotten to that place while still being enmeshed in my family because I couldn't even see my own potential in there because the potential level that my family had set me at was like negative 20. And the thing is with my family is You know, they say that they love you, they say that they support you, but when it comes down to actually supporting you and just supporting you in your life choices, not saying like paying your bills or doing these things, just supporting your choices, they can't do that unless it's the same choice that they would make. They don't know how to support anybody else who's making a different choice. And I'm making a different choice. And so many of them continue to make the same choices because that's what is accepted. And I'm not gonna do that. That's not how I'm gonna live my life. I didn't come to earth to conform, I came here to change the world and be the divine being that I am and make a difference. And that's not gonna happen by me conforming under this umbrella in my family. And that is more clear to me now than ever. And I'm proud of myself for getting to this place. You might not agree with this. You might think family is everything. I don't think family is everything. I used to think that. I think that we are all trained to believe that we have to put, we have to self-sabotage ourselves in order to make our families happy and our families continue loops of abusive behavior because it's family and they make you think that it's justifiable or that it's okay and it's not it's honestly not and no person that i have done an akashic record reading for or done any type of inner work healing for or any reiki sessions for doesn't have issues And abuses and traumas in their own families we can't change what families we were born into we can't change what we have experienced with our families what we can change is what we are going to do about it and I share my story and all of this information to empower all of you so that you can have the strength to do it yourself so that you can show up and know that you don't have to do what everyone else thinks that you need to be doing, that you can live your life the way that you want to live it. You may have to be willing to walk away from some things for some time. It doesn't have to be forever, but you can't allow things to continue to be the way that they are and expect to see change. You just can't. You've got to be willing to shift something. End out this episode here. I'm so happy again to be back podcasting. I appreciate all of you. I love all of you. Do random acts of kindness. Anything that you can to give back to others. Help somebody carry their groceries. Help somebody in the store. I was at Whole Foods uh, last week and there was this older guy who had, you know, like a walking cart or whatever. And I went up to him and I was like, do you need help carrying your groceries to your car? And he was so excited for somebody to ask him but he was so such a proud man he was like no no i'm okay thank you and i was like are you sure and he was like yeah but even me just going up and having the courage to ask him that it felt really good inside and we just need to do more of that you know life is hard everyone's struggling just do some kind things I know it's tough to smile at people with masks and stuff but I still try to send love and positivity to people and be smiling underneath my mask trying to send them love and anything that we can do to project positivity at this time you can even send cards to people in nursing homes you can do a lot of different things so just pick something and try and do something kind each week anything that you can sending you all my love i will be having the new moon reiki moon circle next week so you can access that in the description below if you want to sign up for that it's 29 dollars i'm very excited about this moon circle it's the first one of the year i also again i have the shift membership down there um, akashic record readings and intuitive energy readings are currently booked out so far for the next couple months But I will be opening up a few spots for February. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can check that down below as well. I'm sending you all my love. I hope that you have an unbelievably amazing day, an unbelievably amazing weekend. And I will see you next week for Motivational Monday. Bye!